Today's episode contains some material or content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Just like always, if you like what you hear, please make sure to click that like, subscribe, or follow button on whatever app you're using. And if you really want, you could leave a comment or a review, and I love those because they let me know that you're listening, and I like that. I hope you are ready for a wild roller coaster of emotion in this week's episode. This episode is pretty dark, but it has some hilarious jokes that will keep you listening. And I also hope everyone is staying safe as we are ending summer and fall is coming up soon. And on our website, you can find our brand new postcards and we just added a new item. For a tiny fee, we will write any friend or family a card and send it to someone that you care about. Postage is included, so don't worry, and they can even go internationally. That's pretty tight, isn't it? So check them out at our website at plumforestpodcast.com. This week's episode is based off another classical short story from that Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio book by Pu Songling. I can't stress enough that that book was a game changer in the Chinese short story collections. And I'd bet that almost every Chinese speaking person knows this story and even a few of the other stories that we've told before. Well, this story is just as wild as the original. The original one is actually about a turtle But you know how we do things here at the Plum Forest Podcast. We make it our own versions, and that's why you love us, right? I also didn't think that a giant turtle would fit this because we're going to the Everglades today, so we done changed that up real hard. I do have to say for today's episode that I need to give you a fair warning that there is a really messed up part in this story, so be sure to buckle up your seatbelt for this one. And on that note, let's get into today's episode. The Fan Boat Ride. The Florida Everglades are one of the gnarliest places in all of the United States. I mean, the whole area is just a swamp and grassland full of all sorts of creepy and crawly animals, you know. There was something on TV that was talking about all these animals and holy shit. The Everglades do not look like a fun place to spend a weekend. But, you know, to each their own. Anyways, down in the Everglades, there was an older fellow who had made his fortune by selling conch shells and the shells to make those puka necklaces. You know those necklaces from the 1990s with the white shells that you see at the beach being hawked by some dude? Well, that had to come from somewhere, and those shells came from this dude's company and he made a huge fortune by selling the tiny shells and bits to make those tacky-ass necklaces. What's the saying in business? Where there's a demand, there's someone selling it. I don't know. Actually, I just made up that saying right now, but you get what I mean. So this puka shell necklace entrepreneur, his name was Logan, by the way, was living his best life with his family off their puka shell enterprise. Logan had two daughters, Sarah and Rachel, and a lovely wife named Amelia but she went by Millie. Now their two daughters were only a few years apart and Sarah was turning 20 while Rachel was just finishing up high school. Sarah came over one day to have dinner with her family 
and she brought a special friend along with her. As Sarah and her friend pulled up in their car at the house, Logan was standing there in the living room watching them exit the car from his window. Millie, who this guy coming up with Sarah? Millie walked over next to Logan at the window. No clue. Maybe Sarah got a boyfriend. Millie said jokingly. Boyfriend? Huh. Maybe I should clean my shotgun while I answer the door. Oh, come on, Logan. We don't even know if he's a boyfriend or not. Let's just meet him. Fuck that noise. I'm gonna go grab my shotgun and clean it while I answer. Logan rushed off to grab his shotgun, unloaded of course, and began brushing it as he opened the door. Hey, Mom and Dad. I'm back. Hi, sweetie. Mom, Dad. This is Pierre, my boyfriend. Boyfriend? Yeah, boyfriend. I'm 20. I've been dating for years. Years? Oh, Logan, she's 20 years old. Come on in, you two. It's nice to meet you. Pierre, was it? Yeah, it's Pierre, and it's an honor to finally meet both of you. Sarah has told me so much about you already. It's our pleasure. Come on in and make yourself at home. Damn it, Logan. Put your stupid gun away. You didn't scare him with your dumb cleaning the shotgun routine. Not even a little bit. I'll be honest, you did a little bit, but as soon as I saw it was unloaded, all I could notice was the file-down trigger. You got a keen eye there, Pierre. Logan. Come on in, guys. Dad, put your damn gun away. The whole family sat in the living room and began chatting about their daily lives. And Logan got to know more about this new Pierre guy as Millie finished up dinner. After a little while, Millie called out to everyone. Dinner's ready. Get down here, Rachel. Dinner. The family all entered the dining room where there was an enormous meal that could feed an army sitting there on the table waiting for them. As everyone was settling in at the table, there was still one seat open. Sarah, go get Rachel. She's up in the room fucking around on that TikTok bullshit. Here, I'll just text her. She sent her a quick text message and not two seconds later, Rachel came rushing down the stairs and sat at the table. Who's this? This is Pierre. He's my boyfriend. Nice to meet you, Rachel. Boyfriend? Dad, you answered the door cleaning your gun? Of course. You did that same shit to me. Nice to meet you, Pierre. Pierre smiled and nodded. The family sat down and started enjoying the wonderful meal, and after a little bit, Sarah tapped her glass with a fork and got the attention of all the family members. So, I have an announcement. You're not fucking pregnant, are you? No, I'm not pregnant. But we wanted to tell you we're getting married. So, maybe in a couple years we'll, we'll talk about being pregnant again, maybe. Marriage? Are you out of your goddamn mind? This is the first time we met Pierre. We couldn't give our blessings for this chump. Chump? I would have used jabroni. Rachel snickered. We've we've been dating for a while, like six years. You kept this a secret for mom and dad for six years? Well done, sis. Rachel then high-fived Sarah. Six years? Boy, that a punch to the face, but you're all grown up now. Of course, if we have any issues, we'll be sure to deal with them in an appropriate manner. Right, Mr. Pierre? Sir, I can honestly say... I will do nothing but love your daughter the same way I have since I first laid eyes on her. Don't give me that hallmark shit, P.L. Dad, Pierre is wonderful. He treats me better than anyone else I've ever dated. The tension soon calmed down as they talked about this marriage, and after a short time, 
you know, after they finished a few drinks and everyone relaxed a little bit, everyone calmed down and by the end of the night, both the mom and dad started to see why their daughter loved this man. As the night was getting late, Pierre had to return to his, or actually their home, and Sarah decided to spend the next few days with their parents while Pierre headed back into town to finish his work. The two said their goodbyes and even though Pierre had a few drinks, he still got behind the wheel. Public service announcement, everyone, don't drink and drive, please. We have Ubers, we have Lyfts, please don't drink and drive. Okay, back to the story. The next morning rolled around and the dad woke up at the butt crack of dawn just like every other morning. As the rest of the family was rolling out of bed, Logan had a great idea to do a fanboat trip in the Everglades, like they did when they were all younger. I don't want to. I hate that fucking fanboat. Oh, come on, Rachel. You can shoot some stupid videos for your tickety-tock shit and get all them followers you want. Wait, actually, that's a good idea. The family then proceeded to load up their fan boat and drove down to the dock to launch their fan boat in the water. As Logan was filling up his gas tanks for the fan boat, the dock hand came over to talk to Logan. Logan, how you been? Haven't seen you guys in a while. Still selling those bitchin' necklaces? Oh, wherever there's a beach, there'll be someone buying my necklaces. <laughs> I heard that. Well, glad to hear your business is going all right. You guys going out east of here today? Yeah, I was thinking about heading out east to go around the point down by the huge mangrove forest. Maybe do some fishing down there. Ah, the mangroves. That'll be very nice. Perfect day for a fan boat ride today. Be careful, though. I overheard some people saying they spotted Ralph out near the mangroves. Ralph's back. Oh, Ralph. Ralph was one of the most famous gators found in this part of the Everglades. Every few years, people would spot him for two main reasons. One... He was fucking huge. He has never been caught, but people would give an estimate that he was over 16 feet. Jeez. And by American alligator standards, that means he was the complete fucking unit of an alligator. And two, he was mean. He would bump boats, and rumor has it that he loves to knock people off boats and, you know, enjoy a meal, I guess you could say. When Logan heard this, he began to tense up but this was something he was used to dealing with while growing up in these parts. Yeah, I heard they saw him a few weeks ago. Then someone else saw him three or four days ago, out by the mangroves. Be careful out there. Follow the Ralph rules. The dockhand then pointed over to the old, tattered sign on the side of the hut that said in huge red letters, Ralph rules. Oh, I know. Don't eat meat out there. Don't swim in areas where he's been spotted, and if you see him... Get the hell out of there. Yeah, yeah. I know. This is my first Rodale. All right. Just make sure you remember those rules. Ralph's nothing to joke around with. Beer's okay, though. He won't steal your beer. I might, though. The dock hand joked. Thanks. We'll be sure to keep an eye out. Logan finished up filling up his gas tanks and headed back over to his fan boat and talked to his family. We get everything all loaded up? Of course. Snacks? Yep. Fishing rods and tackle? Right there. Gas jugs? Yep, you just put them in the boat yourself. Well, I had to see if you're paying attention, not just blowing smoke up my ass. You got them paddles? Got them. Flare gun? Yep. Headphones? Yep, I've got four pairs, one for each of us. Cooler? You know that's the most important part. Yep, and I even filled it with a whole bunch of your nasty, natty lights in there. Wonderful. You got the gator gun? 
Now this gator gun was a southern Florida tool used to deter any gators that might get a little too close for anyone's comfort. Yep, loaded in safety on him. Logan grabbed the gun and put it on his belt in his holster. Alright, let's start this bad boy up and get out of here. The family then proceeded to start up their loud-ass fan boat and headed out into the Everglades. After cruising around the Everglades for a little while, all four of them were loving the trip. Rachel was recording TikTok videos to become an influencer. The mom and Sarah each cracked a few ice-cold trulies, and Logan was driving them out to one of his favorite fishing spots over near the mangrove. As they reached the mangrove area, Logan killed the engine and he started setting up his fishing rod. He finished getting everything all set up on his rod, and then he had a ritual whenever he would go fishing. He would always throw just a little bit of bait to lure the fish to come near him. You know, give them a little bit of taste. As he threw a small bit of bait in the water, Rachel grabbed some beef jerky and mimicked him by throwing a chunk of beef jerky into the water and filmed it for her TikTok. You know, influencers. Rachel, why are you wasting good beef jerky? Oh, stop, Dad. It's fine. Well, actually, it's not. Ralph's been seen around here recently. Ralph? Ralph's here? What? Ralph's back? All three of them stopped whatever they were doing, and Millie barked at Logan. Ralph is fucking back, and we are out here on the boat? Why the hell didn't you tell us this? Well, if I told you guys earlier, you would all said no. We all remember the Ralph rules, right? Yeah, no swimming. No meat. And if we see him, we run. And you already broke one of those rules, Rachel. Well, you should have told us this earlier, and we wouldn't have brought any meat on the damn fan boat, Logan. We're already out here, so we just need to keep an eye out. And if you see anything, say something. Even a small gator, say something, and I got my gator gun ready. He then clicked off the safety of his gun. Girls, you're Floridians. We know how to deal with gators. Just keep an eye out, alright? All three of the girls nodded in agreement and then went back to their tick-tocking and drinking their Trulies. Side note, truly, if anyone from your marketing team is listening here at the Plum Forest Podcast, we are extremely open to becoming a sponsor of your product. Contact us. You knew that was coming when I first mentioned truly, didn't you? Okay, back to the story. Logan fished for the next few hours with only a small nibble, but he didn't have any luck catching anything. But the girls all enjoyed the sun, and they chatted about the marriage, and the mom got all the juicy info on this Pierre guy. Hey, Millie, can you toss me a beer up here, darling? Millie opened the cooler and grabbed a natty light, who we are not open for them to being a sponsor because it's horrible beer, but she then tossed that natty light over to Logan. Right when he cracked the beer open, something bumped into the boat, and the boat began to rock. What the fuck was that? Whoa, I'm not sure. Everyone get near the center of the boat. Logan placed his hand on his gun, and all of them began scanning the water for what they knew was a gator. After searching, they didn't spot anything. But a few minutes later, the boat shook again. Logan, let's get out of here. I don't want to take any goddamn risks without safety when that fuckhead Rolf has been seen around here recently. Okay, alright, let's get the hell out of here. I'll get us back to the dock. Logan set down his rod and headed to the driver's seat to start the fan boat back up. 
He pulled the line once, and it didn't start. He pulled it again, and it didn't start. Luckily, on the third pull, the engine roared and started up. Just as the engine was getting going, the boat was rammed harder than the previous two times, and all four of them fell off the boat into the murky water. Logan swam quickly and popped his head out of the water and located his boat and jumped back into it. He wiped all the water from his eyes and began screaming for his wife and two daughters. Rachel! Sarah! My... My Millie! They were nowhere to be found. All he could see were some ripples in the water, but the three of them were nowhere to be found. He pulled out his gun and pointed it out the water. You motherfucker, Ralph! You get your scaly ass back here! Let him go! I'll fucking drive a couple of these 45 slugs into your nasty ass skull! Where the fuck are you? Come here! He spotted just a few more ripples in the water and began firing his gun randomly into the water. And after a few minutes, the water was still and there were no ripples or motion to be found in the water. He sat there for minutes, staring at the water with no signs of any of his daughters or his wife. He then sat down in the driver's seat and began crying for the first time in decades. He started his engine back up and returned over to the dock to try and get something done about this situation he found himself in. The boat rolled up to the dock and the dockhand yelled over to him. Where's your wife and kids? Weren't there four of you when you left? Ralph! Oh no, where'd you go? We'll go out on a search party and try and find them if we can. Out by the mangroves. That famous scar spot. Alright, you stay here and call the cops and report this. We're gonna head out and look. The dockhand quickly called over to a few of his friends who all grabbed their weapons and each of them hopped on their own boats and headed out to the mangrove area. Logan continued to call the police, and just as they showed up, he could barely keep himself together. I mean, like, shit. Within four seconds, he lost his entire family? I don't think anyone can keep themselves together after that kind of stuff. So, Logan filed the police report, but because the Everglades are so massive and so mysterious, there wasn't much they could do. The dock end and his crew returned, but they couldn't find anything. Logan soon returned home and the word of this attack spread throughout the area like a wildfire. Even the news picked it up that night. Tonight at 11, local man who made his fortune off of poop and necklaces loses his entire family when their fan boat was rocked by an alligator. Tune in at 11 for the complete story. The word was spreading like wildfire throughout the area. Logan was in no place mentally, and many people were coming out of the woodwork to give him a helping hand when he really needed it. 
one of the locals that wanted to give him a helping hand knocked on his door one day. Logan looked at him and then opened the door to see a man with one arm standing in front of him. Hi there. I saw your story on that news and I'm so sorry for your loss. What do you want? My name is Kurt and I want to help you. How the fuck can you help me? I want Ralph's head. Ralph's head? How do you think I lost this arm? When I was only six years old, he knocked my boat over and I was the only one who got away. Okay, I'm listening. But this ain't some kind of happy Gilmore bullshit where the gator takes your hand and you run out and cut off the gator's head. Ralph is one big, nasty, mean motherfucker and he eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. So what do you have in mind? Well, I've been talking to that dock hand and he's been trying to track Ralph ever since your family disappeared. Okay, how? He's rarely seen it all. How the fuck can you kill something you never even see? Well, I know how to get him to come to us. I like the sound of that. Come on in, let's talk. Logan invited him in, and they sat down at their table and talked about their plan for Ralph. You want a beer? Of course. Logan tossed him a beer. Ah, good old Natty Light. Only the finest. Kurt took a huge sip of this beer. So what's your plan? Growing up in this area, we all knew the Ralph rules, right? Yeah, everyone in these parts know them rules. Well, I've been talking to a friend of mine who makes custom weapons, but they're not guns. They're even gnarlier. Like bombs? No, even gnarlier. Like a device that would heat up a humongous piece of lead and throw this piece of lead. So, a gun. You know that's exactly what a gun does, right? No, well, yeah. Well, I mean, no, not really. I mean, this is larger than any bullet I've ever seen, I can tell you that. So an RPG? <laughs> no, no, it, it it doesn't explode. Well, shit, man, I got guns. I don't think this is such a good idea, but enjoy that beer. I'll just be over here watching King of the Hill. That's my happy place now. Look, sir, listen. That fucker Ralph took my arm, and I want his head. Do you know how hard it is to grow up in rural Florida without an arm? Kids at school trying to give me high tens and shit and just fucking laughing at me? You lost your family. So let's work together and let's fuck up this dinosaur like that goddamn meteor did. Logan thought for a second and sat back down to continue hearing this man's idea. The next day, Logan met Kurt and the dockhand at the dock with their fan boats. The dockhand and Kurt, followed by a group of men, walked over to Logan. Good to see you again. I'm glad Kurt got in contact with you about this and... What is that god-awful smell? One of the men behind them pulled forward two small wagons that each had a blanket over them. Well, that smell is our bait. Kurt replied to him just as he pulled the blanket off the wagon to reveal the three dead goats. Okay, you got my attention. Logan replied as he covered his nose. What's under that mystery blanket then? Well, this here is a friend of mine I told you about who makes those weapons. Pleasure. The man nodded and didn't say a peep. Uh, he doesn't speak. And uh, don't ask him why, because he ain't going to tell you. The man pulled out a small notebook and wrote something down on it. He handed the notebook to Logan, and it said on the notebook, I don't speak, I just write. Logan nodded and said to Kurt, Okay, well, is this that fancy pea shooter you've been telling me about? Kurt pulled off the blanket, and this huge contraption looked like a pile of iron and metal that they collected from a junkyard. You fucking guys can't be serious. This pile of shit ain't a weapon. It's fucking junk. Hey, shut the hell up. Give it a shot, Logan. 
The mute man grabbed a huge, oblong-shaped piece of iron and loaded it into the device. The man then pulled the string to start the engine, and all of a sudden, this contraption began heating up this piece of iron, and everyone stepped back a few feet. That same man clicked a button, and this flung the piece of scolding hot iron into the water, where the water began to bubble and steam. How accurate are you with that? The man pulled out his notebook and jotted down a quick note, and then handed it to Logan. Really fucking accurate, huh? Ha! What we're gonna do is dumb these dead goats in the water, and then lead that shitbag Ralph into our trap. Uh, trap? We're all gonna surround him with our boats, and I'm gonna drop pieces in to lure him in, and then he'll drop that hot-ass piece of iron that's covered in meat in there. Hopefully that some bitch will eat it right up. Oh, he'll eat it, believe me. He'll eat it. Alright, I'm ready. Let's get out to where he was last seen. Still out near the mangroves? Yep, someone saw him just out by the mangroves last night. Let's go. All the men loaded up their coolers and weapons on their fan boats and headed out near the mangroves. As they arrived at the mangrove area, they all killed their engines and turned their boats into a quick circle with the little entryway in. All right, I'm going to lure his ass in here. We're going to open a whole case full of whoop-ass. The mute man gave him a thumbs up and a smile. Perfect. Logan, you ready? I've never been more ready in my life. All right, let's go get this son of a bitch then. Woo, yeah! The dockhand then paddled his boat out and began slowly making his way over to the circle of boats. And while doing this, he dropped bits of meat as he went by. The water behind him began to ripple, and it was now time to do what they had come to do. Kurt signaled to everyone to get ready. One of the other boatsmen dropped one of the dead carcasses in the water, and Ralph's ripples could be seen coming closer and closer to the center of the circle of the boats. Now! The mute man dropped the iron ore covered in meat into the water, and it immediately began to boil the nearby water. But right when it was looking like a huge clusterfuck, Ralph swallowed the scolding piece of iron in one bite. All the men watched Ralph eat this like it was the first time they had seen porn. Ralph was flailing around and bumping all the boats, and everyone had to just hold on for dear life. The water was now boiling around Ralph as he flailed around. After a few more seconds of this flailing around, Ralph went lip and floated belly up as the piece of iron began burning through his stomach. Holy shit! We did it! We got that son of a bitch! Logan pulled out his gun and loaded it with three 45 caliber bullets with three names on them. Millie, Sarah, and Rachel. He pointed the gun at Ralph and said, This is for my girls, you motherfucker! He shot all three of the bullets right into Ralph's head. All the men cheered and they wrangled up the huge carcass of Ralph and returned to the dock.
Just as they returned, Kurt and the dockhand headed over to go talk to Logan. Hey, Logan. So, uh, you feel any better? Yeah, I feel better. It's good to know he won't never pull that shit on anyone else. That's a damn good feeling. So you want to keep the body? I mean, he took your three girls and all. You should keep him to remember them. Nah, I can't do that. You put him up on the dock and show everyone what we did. And you make sure everyone knows that what we did here today, we did in honor of my girls. All right, we can do that. The men then stuffed Ralph and put his humongous body outside the dock just underneath the sign of Ralph's rules for everyone to see. literally was a wild-ass ride that had all sorts of twists and turns, and hopefully it got your emotions going, because I know that it did for me. Motherfucking Ralph was just a huge dick. Like, when I was writing this story, I just kept thinking of stories that they would say about Ralph at the local watering holes with a whole bunch of drunk dudes. Sounds kind of gnarly in all honesty, but if you haven't realized it, that's right up my alley with this podcast. I also love how the whole community came together to get that some bitch. It really shows what a whole community can do if we come together. <coughs> Wear a mask. <coughs> Sorry, I had a tickle in my throat. I also love the bit with the new boyfriend or fiance and how the dad answered the door cleaning his gun. I personally don't own a gun, but I have always talked about how I want to do that for when my non-existent daughter brings home her first boyfriend. I've always joked about that, and now that I wrote this role, I felt that it was perfect time to live vicariously through Logan. Well, I bet you have all sorts of wild-ass questions about this week's story, so make sure to head over to the Plum Forest Podcast subreddit and get any questions you may have answered. Oh, buddy, we had a huge list of great voices for this week's episode, so first off, thank you, every single one of you. I couldn't have done this without everyone lending a huge hand. Rachel was done by the wonderful Anna Regina, who is still doing amazing things with her Burping It Out podcast. The role of Millie was done by Tashira, and she makes an amazing podcast where they talk about African folklore and their legends. It's called Legendary Africa Podcast. Super interesting stuff, especially if you like what you hear here. On a little bit of a sad note, her sister and co-host, Rochalia, actually passed away recently. So I just want to say, rest in peace, Malaika, and you are loved and missed more than you could ever imagine. So, in a Plum Forest podcast first, we're going to do a quick moment of silence to remember her. Thanks, everyone, and I bet Tashira really appreciates that from all of you. Rest in peace, Malaika. The dockhand voice was done by the amazing Ben from Drinks with Josh podcast. Those guys are fucking amazing and still reviewing great drinks even though they shit all over diet sodas, which is all I can drink, but oh well. Hashtag Diet Mandu is way better than the original. The voices of Sarah and Pierre were done by the amazing duo of Heather and Thomas from the Japan Archives podcast. On their podcast, they go into depth on Japanese stories and poetries, and they really show us all the sorts of shit we never would have thought about. 
A real mind-opener that podcast is. The news anchor was done by Elizabeth Turner, who is an overall just great person to work with, and she spreads so much interesting info about new and smaller podcasts, and I bet a lot of listeners found me because of her Twitter. Kurt, you know, the one-armed man who wants to get Ralph's head and get revenge, was done by Rob Turner, which was actually Elizabeth's husband, and both of them work on the Fat, Drunk, and Stupid podcast. On their show, they literally just grab a drink and talk. And normally I would be bored out of my gourd, but this dude is funny as all shit. And his voice was absolutely perfect for this role of Kurt. So that's why he got cast for that role. Lastly, the voice of Logan was done by Anderson. Anderson is one of my oldest buddy's great friends and he has a really cool YouTube channel where he cooks all these gnarly foods. It's called Age of Anderson on YouTube. He made this amazing version of those gas station jerky sticks, like not the shittily ones, like the gross ones that you find at the gas station, but like the gourmet versions, you know what I mean. And those looked so fucking good. So I actually made those myself and they turned out miserably and disgusting, but that wasn't because of him, that was purely because I had no idea what I was doing and I had a few drinks. So be sure to check out his videos so you can learn some cool new cooking tips and hopefully you can do a lot better than I did because he teaches them pretty easily and it's pretty good. Be sure to check out all their links and give them all some love. They all deserve it for the amazing roles they gave me and all of them did an absolute amazing job today. So thank you so much guys. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Plum Forest Pod, and our website is still going strong at plumforestpodcast.com. On our website, you can see all our links to the wonderful guests and what they do in their own time, but you can also check our cool-ass Plum Forest gear. We got masks, postcards, and hopefully soon, a t-shirt. We're working on it. And our newest postcard design just came out and was done by Anna Chen. You remember her? This voice. Well, do you want it or not? What's a better way to tell your loved ones that you're thinking of them than sending them a handwritten postcard? It's not an email, it's handwritten. Our Patreon is still up and running and we messed with the tiers a little bit, but they're all fun and I'm so happy to have a few patrons. I think we're only at one at this point, but you know, we can only go up from here. So on our Patreon and through our store, it helps me pay for some of the tools that I use for this podcast. So if it wasn't for that, I would be paying for this all out of pocket to host, get sound effects, and all that good stuff, and you guys made that possible. So please go and check that out and give what you can. It really makes this a lot easier for me so I can give you great content. Next week, we have an all-new episode with another wild-ass story that will help you kill some time. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and all that good shit. As always, take care and stay safe, everyone. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Nailed it.